Our scripture reading today comes from Genesis chapter 21, verses 8 through 21. Listen for the word of God. The child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, playing with her son Isaac. So she said to Abraham, Cast out this slave woman with her son, for the son of this slave woman shall not inherit along with my son Isaac. The matter was very distressing to Abraham on account of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you, for it is through Isaac that offspring shall be named for you. As for the son of the slave woman, I will make a nation of him also, because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered about in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she cast the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about the distance of a bowshot. For she said, Do not let me look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Do not be afraid. For God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Come, lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make a great nation of him. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. She went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy and he grew up. He lived in the wilderness and became an expert with the bow. He lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother got a wife for him from the land of Egypt. Who knows the name of that child that was the little boy that was cast out with his mother, Hagar? Starts with an I. Ish. Ishmael. And who is Ishmael the father of? If Abraham is the father of, you know, Isaac and Jacob and all that great stuff. And in Judaism, who is Ishmael the father of? Shout it out, anybody who knows, even my wife. Well, no, not Esau. It's Islam. Islam derives its roots from Ishmael, who was sent away by the dad. How'd that work out? What do you do? How many, when you read this story, felt just a little bit uncomfortable? Anybody feel uncomfortable? What were some of the discomforts in this story? Let's list them, shall we? What were some of the things that, when you heard it, made you think, this story sucks? 
Slave. There we go. There's one. Father was a meanie, and he's also weak, right? He doesn't want to send his son away, but oh, when Sarah says, do it. Does this remind you of another story in the Bible? I mean, I love the Genesis story because according to the whole history of a Western patriarchal thought, women are the weaker creature, right? And so Eve bites of the apple after having an extensive conversation with the serpent about whether or not she should or not, and then when she hands it to Adam, he says, oh, okay. <laughs> no conversation at all, whatever you say, dear. And so she said, Sarah supposedly says to Abraham, this son will not inherit with my son. Send him away. And being the patriarch and the strong figure and the head of the clan, he says, whatever you say, dear. Okay, so that's another thing that should make you just a little bit annoyed. Anything else? There are lots of things here. We could spend the whole day. God told... Abraham to listen to Sarah. Like, you know, right. It's, yeah, God, God is saying, you know, it's okay to get rid of your family. No problem. That's a lovely thought. What else? Right. No, he doesn't set her up. He just sends her off and says, fare thee well. Live long and prosper. Right? Okay, and then what happens when Hagar is upset and cries out to God? What does God do? Not a lot. Not that really a concern. What happens when God hears the cries of the boy? Right? What Scripture says is, I have heard the cries of your son, who is important because he's a male, and therefore, I will answer your... Everything in this story should start to give you a slow burn. Okay? It just should. So, we have to ask ourselves a couple of questions. Is God a sadistic SOB? Alright? Or, was this story written 3,000 years ago, during a time when women were not particularly valued... Men were considered the source of authority and power and importance. And this was before all the prophetic writings. This was an early story. The prophets hadn't come around saying, you know, people, we need to behave. You know, we really need to be better than we can be. And we really shouldn't be kicking out our families. So one of two things has happened. Either this story accurately represents what God thought and what happened. How many of you believe that? How many of you worship a God that says, it's okay to kick out people in your family? It's no problem whatsoever. I can't even imagine in my divine intellect and omniscience and knowing what's going to happen down the road that there could ever be a problem between the tribes of Israel and the children of Israel. God really had a good sense of that. That's one possibility. The other possibility was, you know, they made an excuse for Abraham. Because they could. 
the writers of the story that were written down, that were, when they were finally written down, these were oral stories, gave Abraham a fig leaf. Gave him a fig leaf, and God saying it's okay, and, and God heard the boy, and God, you know, all of this stuff. How many of you have had, been on the outs of your own family? Okay. How does that feel? How does that work? You know, that is just awful. And God does not think, oh, well, it's for the greater good. Isaac is the important child. You know, Isaac is Carrie's child. And Ishmael being what, what, Jen? Jen. Jen's child, man, not so much. No, it's okay, it doesn't really matter. And I just think fundamentally we have to take ownership of our text and we have to say, I think the text is wrong. Can we say that? Is, are we going to burn? I mean, so far I haven't been struck yet. I can see people moving down in their pews. But can the text be wrong? There's a wonderful story, um, the West Wing. How many of you know the West Wing? Okay. So the West Wing, they are about to nominate the associate for social justice or whatever it is. He's an associate. And he's super, as an African-American, super qualified to think this is going to be like 98 or 100 to 0. And then he writes on the back of a dust jacket that was written about reparations to slavery. And he says, this is an important book that everybody should read. That's all that was written. And people are freaking out. And he has a long conversation with Josh Lyman, who is the deputy chief of staff, and he basically boils down to this. When you break man's laws, I'm using exclusive language because of the, of the film, when you break man's laws, you pay a fine. You break a law, you, go, you pay a fine, you go to jail, whatever, you, 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 and then you're done. It says, you break God's laws, and this is what happens. When you, when you take people and put them into slavery, which I believe is breaking God's laws, regardless of what the text says, this is what happens. You got another 200 years of just foolishness. There is no amount of money that can repay for that. I think what happened was God's laws were broken by Abraham and Sarah. And we are seeing what happens when you break, truly break God's laws. Because God's laws are not about who sleeps with whom. That's our issue, let's just be honest. God's laws are about, are we going to be family? Are we going to love one another? Are we going to be the people of God? Are we going to say what unites us is greater than whatever divides us? And we hold on to that. I have, if you don't have a problem with the text of um, Abraham sending Ishmael out, then please talk to me afterwards and we'll set up a time to talk. Because this story should trouble you. And when we hear stories of people saying, you know, well, we come from a Democratic family and the kid's a Republican and so we're, we're, we're disowning him. Or 
everyone in my family has been lawyers, and he's not going to go to law school, so no support for art college. Or, you know, my daughter says she's gay, and I can't have that, and so she's gone. However we do what we do, or my son got hooked up in drugs and they just cut him off. However we do what we do, these, when we exclude people and send them out in the wilderness with a skin of water and a lump of bread, and sometimes it's less than that, we are breaking fundamentally the nature of God's laws of relationship. So as a church, as a church, as a people of God, let us embrace the opposite of reaching out, of including, of welcoming, of making room for all those who have found themselves exiled. Let us be the people of God. Amen.